Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Paul, the Apostle Paul, knew a lot about farewells. As a missionary pastor, he started churches in a lot of different locations. And, and then when the Spirit called to him to move on, he did just that and went to a variety of places to begin congregations as the Lord led him. In our lesson today, he writes back to the believers there in Thessalonica, and he seeks to encourage them in the Christian faith. Like Paul did many times, I too today say farewell to you, my dear brothers and sisters in the faith. We have shared a lot of life together through these years, through these decades, births and baptisms, confirmations, weddings, funerals, and other family joys and trials. And it's been my privilege to walk with you through these important times. One pastor wrote his congregation and he said, I have learned from all of you that being a pastor does not just mean being able to love your people, but also means being able to be loved by them. And that's so true. And I appreciate the love and, and all the support you've given me and my family through the years. But today, I don't want to say just farewell. I want to encourage you and remind you that with God's guidance and power, you will fare well. Over the years, I've been asked a lot of questions in confirmation class and by adults and in various places, questions about the Christian faith that people are perplexed about. And as a pastor, you know, you try to do your best to to answer these questions that come along, and sometimes you have to admit that you just don't know the answer. One of the deepest theological questions I had to answer years ago was from our son Nathan when he was six. When he asked me one day out of the blue, Dad, and you could tell what was important in his mind at that point, Dad, do you think there's going to be baseball in heaven? (laughs) And I had to admit, that's one question that I probably couldn't answer for sure. But I knew it was on his mind, and it was a good lead-in to talking about heaven. More often, questions that I've been asked through the years have been from people who are going through tough times and they wonder how they're going to get through it. And it's been a joy to point them over and over again to the promises of God, to words like our gospel text this morning that that remind us that the Lord is our good shepherd who knows his sheep and will be there to protect us and see us through all the dangers and trials that we experience. You know, the words of that song the choir just sang kind of point us to that type of promise. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. 
He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. I've experienced that type of help, that type of answer to prayers in so many ways, so many times in my life. I remember when I received the letter of call to my first parish in Minnesota, and I read all that a pastor was called to do. And I cried out to God saying, God, I can't do all this. And it was like God said to me, trust me, Stefan. I know you can't do it all, but I will be there to help you. I'll be with you. Trust me. I felt the same way when I first came to Emmanuel. I served two small uh, parishes in, in southwest Minnesota, and then I came here and realized that you had more than a few dozen people in church on Sunday, and it was a little bit overwhelming. And I cried out again to the Lord, and he answered me in the same way and gave me that reassurance that he was with me. And these same kind of words of, of comfort from our Lord are a promise to you now as a congregation as you on, embark on this time of transition in the weeks and months and years to come. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, will lead you and will guide you to new pastures. You know, the new believers in Thessalonica had let Paul know about the struggles that they were having as individuals and as a congregation there. And so Paul, in our lesson today, writes back and he, he uh, lets them know or reminds them that God was going to be there with them to help them go through all that they were going through. But he challenges them also to stand firm and to hold fast to the teachings that he had taught them, that he had passed on to them. There's a story about a pilot named Henry Dempsey who was flying a 15-passenger plane from Maine to Boston a few years ago. At 4,000 feet, he heard a noise in the back of the plane near the rear steps. And so he turned the controls over to his co-pilot and he walked to the back of the plane. But as he was making his way to the back, there was some severe turbulence. And he was slammed against the door and it fell open. And he was sucked out part of the way outside while the plane was flying. And he fell down and... and uh, uh, right on top of those steps that had fallen out, and he grabbed onto anything that he could hold onto, and he caught his hands on the railing of those steps and held on for dear life. Well, the co-pilot thought he had fallen out, and so he diverted the plane very quickly to the nearest airport. And when he landed, he found Dempsey with his hands so tight around that railing that his fingers had to be pried off. You know, the life and death grip with which Henry Dempsey held on to that railing is the kind of grasp that we're talking about today when Paul says to the Thessalonians, hang on tight, 
grasp firmly those teachings, those words of scriptures that have been passed down to you. Hold on tight to them, those things that you have been taught. Don't let go. So Paul challenges his believers there to remember what he had taught them and don't be influenced by the world, and those are good words for us today as well. But after challenging the people, Paul then encourages them with this blessing. He says, May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and work. And that's my prayer for you as well. God will continue to encourage you as you hold tight to what you have learned. This past summer, when my dad was in the hospital after falling, I was able to spend a few days there in Seattle, of course, with him. And when I was about to leave to come back to Iowa, he said, and he could only whisper, but he said, let's have a prayer. And it was a prayer of encouragement for me. Here he was a few days away from his death, and he was encouraging me. It was as if he was saying to me, no matter what, Stefan, no matter what happens, carry on. That's what Paul was saying to the believers in this town. I can't be with you, my brothers and sisters, in the faith anymore, but carry on. Carry on. Do those things that you have been taught. And I say that to you today, too. I won't be your pastor here anymore, but but carry on. Stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we've passed on through the years to you. If I can quote Paul, that, that's what was in Paul's heart, and that's what's in my heart today, that indeed you will not forget, but you will remain firm in the faith. My heart rejoiced last week when I got an email from one of our youth, uh, a member here at Emmanuel who is now in college, A while ago, he wrote and told me that he was taking a philosophy course in college and had to write a paper about the topic, if God is supposed to be good, why does he allow evil? He wondered if I had any ideas that uh, I could share with him. And I thanked him for asking, and I mentioned a few thoughts. And and this week, he sent me his final five-page paper. In it, he laid out the basics of the Christian life and Christian thought concerning good and evil in a forceful and a very clear way. He talked about his faith in Christ and how God doesn't force us to follow him, but we are given a choice whether or not to come to him. But when we do sin, he does continue to forgive us. And I was so proud of this young man As a young person, you see, he was carrying on the faith. He hadn't let go of those things that he had been taught 
as he was growing up here at Emmanuel. And I'm sure he witnessed to his professor and to the other students with this paper as well. Sometimes I'm down in the social hall and I look through the pictures, the confirmation pictures there in the corner. And for some reason, I notice that there's a little more gray in some people than there used to be. But it's fun to look at those pictures. And, you know, I run into, I run into a lot of the confirmants that I've had in class through the years who are, some many of them are still here, of course, but many of them are out and about. Um, I ran into a confirmant working at Menards the other day. And, and I know people are out and about working and going to school and, and whatever. But I know so many are trying to use the faith that they have been taught and the talents that they have been given by God to use those things for his purposes, to have an impact on the world for good. And I'm so glad and it warms my heart to know that we here have sent out missionaries through the years all over the place who are now serving the Lord, not in a formal way, and we've done that too, sent out pastors and missionaries and youth directors and others, but we've sent out hundreds of people who are serving the Lord in a variety of ministries throughout the world. I'm so proud of our faith community here at Emmanuel. So many of you have allowed the Holy Spirit to open your hearts to the life-giving message of salvation. And many of you can sing those words of our opening hymn with sincerity, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. For you know that you are saved and that you have a home prepared for you in heaven. Today I want to say that if anyone here does not have that assurance, don't put off knowing for sure that you are a child of God because it's a wonderful thing to know absolutely 100% for sure that you are his son or daughter. Talk to one of us or a Christian friend and, and pray for that assurance. For those of you who know Christ, deep in your hearts as your Lord and Savior, keep growing. Take advantage of opportunities to dig deep into God's word because you'll need a lot of wisdom. You'll need a lot of strength for the, the challenges of life. Ask for courage to share that faith too with other people around you. You know, there's many challenges ahead for us who call ourselves Christians. Satan is working hard, more than ever, to move our American culture away from the foundations we have held to throughout history. In spite of this, I believe Emmanuel will continue to be a place for the proclamation of the gospel message and will continue to be a training center for those who de desire to serve and witness for our Lord in their daily lives. Remember that Christ may call some to be pastors, but he calls all of us to be ministers. Remember also what Paul says to the Thessalonians, the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Christ is coming back someday and we will know then the final victory 
over all evil and rejoice that we are children of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe, I believe with all my heart that you will fare well as you desire to all do your part to continue in what you have learnt. God has been faithful to me. My prayer is that you will continue to know his faithfulness as individuals and as a congregation. Amen.